Hey everybody, this is Harriet Kevick, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today I want to talk with you a little bit about sometimes you got to be careful about casting out devils. So many times we go through life and you hear people say, that's a demon, that's a devil, and we need to cast it out. Well, I want to show you from the scriptures how Jesus looked at it and what Jesus' instructions were and why. Why did he do it the way he did? And what is he saying? Because we live in a day and time within a framework of people having actions and doing things against us that you ever had that happen to you? That someone does something to you and you kind of look at them like, hmm, why did they do that? Or we see deliberate acts of cruelty and wonder where is the genesis of it? How did that happen? Or you might just be going along and you realize that someone whom you trusted, you loved, they did something that kind of makes you feel mm, like something is wrong. Well, I want to talk with you about sometimes you got to be careful how you cast out devils because sometimes you we might be doing it the wrong way or we may not understand the full reasons behind it. We have to be careful about this. So I don't want this to go over your heads and you say, well, that may not apply to me because I'm not in deliverance or I'm not a pastor, deacon or whatever. And for those of us who might have come from a Catholic background where you would go to the priest with things like this and the priest in his spiritual authority would perform exorcisms, that's what you might be thinking. But no, that these are not just left up to the priest. We all have spiritual authority if your heart is right. So let's get into the meat of this and discover what are the parameters surrounding casting out demons, where people cast spells on people and do all kinds of chantings. There's a lot of that going on today. There's a lot of people who are not getting the kind of results that they want done and so they're going to tarot card readings and they're going to other spiritual methods if you will to seek relief people are having things happen in their relationships and these things have always happened yeah we understand that there are a multiplicity of religious thought around us the main religions of of, of christianity judaism and islam buddhism and hinduism are not and Sikhism and Shinto those are not the only world religions that exist there are a multiplicity of other religions and so people when they emigrate and they come to other places they take their belief systems with them so they resort to their belief and religious and ritualistic practices as a way of life it's part of their customs and beliefs so you don't expect someone who emigrated from somewhere else to suddenly conform and adopt to what you do. They still bring their belief systems with them. And so all of this is taking place all at the same time. And with all of these things are going on, now you see why we got to be careful about casting out demons and casting out spirits. We really want to know what are we doing, on what authority are we doing it, and why? That is the question. Why? Amen. Amen. My name is Harriet Kamak. I'm the host of Down to Earth. In addition to which, in addition to being a podcast host, I'm also a broadcast host because this you can find on TV stations around the country. 
go to my website, harrykimmick.com or the exodusfoundation.com to find out more information about how we help women in our community and how we attempt and are trying to erase human trafficking. We're also concerned about violence against women. That's the platform we stand on. That's how we began this ministry, Harry Kamek Ministries, many years ago in an attempt to provide information and outreach to women who might be experiencing intimate partner violence or domestic violence. You could be sitting on the couch. Don't look at the person sitting next to you, but you could be sitting right there on the couch and the person next to you could be your husband, your brother, you live with family members and you're experiencing domestic violence. The reason it is called domestic violence is because it happens domestically in our homes. It becomes intimate partner violence when it's someone we have been intimate with. And so we want to understand that violence against women and children exists and it happens. And as a community, we all need each other to eradicate it. It has no stratification. It occurs at every socioeconomic level. It occurs at every cultural level. It occurs at every level, wherever people are, these things happen and it becomes our problem. It becomes a problem in our community. I feel like I need to say this, that the most dangerous time for a woman is when she chooses to exit a relationship. And I feel like I need to say, because you might be a parent or a grandparent, and you might be concerned about your daughter or your son. Violence has no gender, so it's not confined to one group doing it against the other, though 97% of violence against women is committed by men. Let's be clear about that. But you might be concerned about your son or your daughter. And if so, if you're concerned about some activity that you have observed and you are wondering about it, here is the National Domestic Violence Hotline for more information. There are methods that we all have, even on our own website, the Exodus Foundation. If you go to our website, it gives you a brief disclaimer to exit the website so it doesn't show up in a browser history. There are red flags and relationships that we all should watch out for. And violence takes place in all kinds of relationships. Wherever there's stratification, it takes place in hierarchical relationships. It's everywhere at the same time. So an awareness of it becomes something to do what? To protect all of us from harm. So I'm asking everyone in my viewing audience and in my listening audience to help each other. We must look out for one another. If you see this happening, if you see something happening, help someone. You don't have to interfere. Don't go pull your gun out or, you know, become like Clint Eastwood say, make my day kind of thing. You don't have to be that demonstrative, but you can call 911 if you observe it and think something is going wrong. The next day, if you see someone, you can say, hey, are you okay? I find that just smiling with someone and say, are you okay? Opens up a can of worms. People will just tell you everything. And it gives you an opportunity to say, I know someone who can help you. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Amen. Amen. It kind of brings it home that we all must look out for one another, right? We are each other's. We are each other's neighbors. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for listening to that. As usual, I'm an author. So I have written books about this. I've traveled across the country to talk about this. I've been doing this for more than a decade. I've spent many time, many hours in broadcast spaces on television, on radio, and in podcasts talking about this. So this has been something that we are accustomed to. So Again, that alarming statistic, 75% of women are harmed, hurt, or killed at the point of exiting a violent relationship. 
typically within 18 to 24 months kind of sobering reality that we face 94 percent of women in the united states who are harmed are harmed by someone they know 94 percent doesn't matter who you are where you come from what you look like it is what it is violence is real and we need to take some time out to know what are the red flags in a relationship amen amen thank you so much for bearing with us through this and listening so today i want to talk with you about you got to be careful about casting out demons you preface this at the beginning by talking about the multiplicity of religions that are operating in our world today and in our societies not just here i recognize i have a global audience so it's not just here in the united states it's everywhere and that people come from a variety of spaces and there has to be some level of appreciation that we exhibit to all of us for people who don't believe as we do people are accustomed to their traditions their customs that they have been practicing for thousands of years is what they grew up seeing it's just like us here in America. We grew up celebrating July 4th, right? So you think the whole world celebrates July 4th? Not quite. <laughs> We're the only ones who celebrate July 4th because it is our custom. Therefore, if we go somewhere else or someone comes to us and they don't celebrate July 4th, we should be open-minded. Same way, same thing. As my grandmother would say, same way, right? So when other people, when we see them practicing other beliefs and so on, Take time out. We have the internet today. You can go look up. Someone tells you they're Buddhist. You can go look up what is Buddhism. Someone tells you they practice Shinto. Go look it up. Someone else says, well, I come from so the Caribbean. I'm a descendant of Cubans like I am. They practice Santeria. Go look it up. We, we should not, at this point in time, ascribe to people based on their nation of origin or where they come from, negative practices. So we, we should be more open-minded. We're more educated now, or shall we say more aware because we have the internet. We watch a variety of shows. I have found that Netflix as a streaming service is one of the best things you could ever do. Netflix has a variety of shows from all parts of the world. Why don't you take time out to watch it? They have English subtitles. So you say, Harry, I don't wanna watch them. You can watch it in English subtitles, American English subtitles. And you will find that you realize after a while that we're not that very different. As humans, we have the same concerns. We have concerns of wanting to be loved. We want peace. We don't want violence in our homes or in our society. You find that we don't want to have anything that is negative. Amen? Amen. So be careful about casting out devils. And we're seeing this from the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, I'm reading from the book of Luke chapter 11. And I'm reading verses 17 to 26. And in this, as usual, the words of Christ are written in red. So we're going to read these in your hearing. We only have a few minutes to go through this. But the preceding verses dealt with Jesus and the temptations of the establishment. So the establishment represented by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin. They were the establishment in Jesus' day. And so they were testing him because Jesus is now a revolutionary, right? So he's this street preacher, if you want to put it into context. And he's going around and he's the people's preacher. And he's telling the people how to live, which, as you know, is a what? A challenge to the established order of the day. 
So he's telling the people how to live. So they want to catch him in something. First, they were trying to catch him to see if he maybe had a woman hiding around there somewhere because you can't have sex outside of marriage. So they want to catch him with that. They want to catch him to see if he's a thief. Does he take the money and go spend it somewhere else? They want to catch him to see if he wears garments that he shouldn't be wearing. So this was one of the ways that they thought they could catch him. So they said, boy, we can't catch this guy in anything. Let's just try to catch him in what he teaches. Let's use his own teaching against him. Let's see if he's going to violate what Jew Judaism says, the established religion of the day. And it says right here in verse 17, But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and the house divided against a house falleth. If Satan be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say, he say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. In verse 21, when a strong man armed keep his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, overcome him, take it from his armor, and divide it his spoils, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When, and here's what I want you to think about. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. Note that very well. In verse number 25 it says, And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Father, in Jesus' name, I decree so that you might increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and redeemer. I pray for somebody watching, someone listening today. Heal somebody. Raise someone up. Cast down violence in our society. Cast down violence against women and children. I pray right now, Jesus, that as it comes up, that as our as our worship comes up before you, we pray right now that it rises up as incense before your nostrils. Accept us, O Lord, as you diminish fires around us, as you diminish the fires in our hearts, the fires in our souls, the fires we have one to another. O God, cast out the demons from around us, the lying spirits, the cheating spirits, the spirits that are divisive. We pray right now, Oh God, for people in hospital rooms, that you heal their bodies from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. I lay hands on myself for cancers to dry up in our bodies. I command cancers to dry up and to come out of people. In the name of Jesus, I command sickness and disease and pancreatic cancer. Rise up and come out and be burnt up. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to flow into your joints, into your body, that your knees are healed. In the name of Jesus, that pain in your body must dry up at the presence of God. Let God arise and let every enemy be scattered before him so the people of God can have peace. I pray provision be released upon you in the name of Jesus and that every bill is paid in Jesus' mighty name. And may God have mercy upon us and be with us and grant us peace these next seven days in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said amen. So what is it that we're reading right here? 
about casting out devils. The scriptures is very clear that we are to be careful when we cast out devils because here's the reason why. When you have cast the demon out, it comes back seven times worse. Why is it referencing seven spirits? Because the spirit of God has seven spirits. The spirit of wisdom, go back and look it up. The spirits of wisdom, the spirit of might, the spirit of fear of the Lord. Those are the seven spirits. So if God has seven spirits, how many spirits does Satan have? Think about it. You have been delivered from drugs and addiction. You ever wonder why you see somebody who has ever gone through addiction and they keep coming back and keep coming back? So much so now that even psychologists are saying once you go down that road, you can't come back. Because when you have cast it out, you have cleansed it. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. And this is what I say to folks who are asking for deliverance and asking for relief. Here's what I say. How is your heart? What condition is in your heart? Because the spirit here, the, the spirit here addresses that. Jesus said it best. It's what's in your heart. What's in your heart is what is in your spirit. So if the spirit of the person then is determined to be wicked and cruel, sometimes what happens is just a partial deliverance. It's just a part of it that comes out. So because the base of them is still intending to be cruel, still intending to be evil, guess what happens? Satan still has them by the heart. Some of us are wondering why is it that you look at your child whom you sent to rehab. You paid money for them to be delivered out of rehab. You spent a lot of money. In fact, this is the third foray into rehab. And you wonder why they can't come out of it. What is their heart? Do they really think they need to be not dependent upon that drug? Do they really think that they can be free? They will tell you, yes, 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 because they want immediate relief. But at the base of it, do they really want to? That is the question. This is why when you're casting out demons, you, you have to be careful. This is why they will tell you, you have to ask the person, do you want to be free or not? Because it makes no sense. I spend $50,000 and send you to rehab every three months. And you're still not getting free. And you're scratching your head like, look at all the money I spent on this kid. I sent them to college. I sent them through rehab. I sent them overseas. If you add it up, you have spent a lot of money on your child. And you're saying, why in Dickens' name, why, oh God, can't they be free? Is their heart really set up to be free? See, the scripture says that we need to be mindful of the pain of the heart. We need to be mindful of the thoughts of the heart. So when you're looking at someone and they appear, they're doing wicked things to you, you have to really look at their heart. But the Bible says, you see a man's face, you can't see his heart. You can't see what is in the heart. All you see is their face smiling with you while they have a thing to stab you in the back. You can't really see that while they extend the hand of fellowship, they have the other hand coming around with a, with a knife to stab you. So what can you do? What do you do? This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, be careful. He says, be careful here because the last state of the man is worse. Because when a strong man arms his palace, this is why the scripture says that here it is very clear. It says very clearly, this is why Satan's kingdom does not fall. You know why? Because Satan is not standing against himself. If Satan is in a person, right? And Satan has the seven spirits corner. If Satan is in a person, is Satan really going to do anything to make his spirits so fall or his kingdom fall? No. So why do you think 
that a kingdom divided against itself can't fall. You wonder why you and your wife quarrel and argue and argue? Because what? You don't agree. The Bible says if, if you're not agreeing, if you don't agree, you can't live. So if you are looking at this and you say, but I'm praying, it's only one of you praying for peace. The other person is not in their heart of hearts praying for peace. They might go along with it. And this is why you go to counseling and it looks like it works for a while, isn't it? But that person has already determined that this marriage has ended. This relationship is over. They're just going through the motions with you. Do I have a witness in here? Do you see what I'm saying? It's the same thing when you address all the other things you have to ask yourself. So this is why you don't argue with people. Because you can't convince them because they have already what? Made up their minds about a thing. Don't argue with your neighbor about uh, the property line and maybe as you're cutting my line and you're pulling your lawnmower over on my line. Don't argue with your neighbor. You can get him to see. He has already made up his mind that as far as he's concerned, this is his territory. So you can't convince him. You take him to court that he's coming up. You know what's the best thing for you to do? Put the house up for sale and leave him in his misery. This is why I'm a firm believer sometimes in letting people go. Come on, say it. Sometimes you just got to let people go. I recognize. I don't argue with people anymore. When I was younger, oh, it was my delight to take you down. It was my delight to show you all the ways in which you were wrong. I came with the facts. I was the girl who had the facts. Because I wasn't entering an argument that I was going to lose. I knew that I had to have the facts. Do you see what I mean? I was champion debater for a reason. You know what I found as I grew older? I gained what is called wisdom, one of the seven spirits of God. I gained wisdom. And as I gained wisdom, I realized that the best thing for me to do entering an argument is to determine if that person were willing to change their mind. If they didn't have a changed mind, guess what? I lost the argument anyway. So after a while, I don't argue with people. I let people be. My grandmother used to say this, and I want you to keep this in mind. She used to say, sometimes you have to get people, give people enough rope to hang themselves. Some people, you just let them be. And when you are letting them be, they think they have won the battle, you let them go. Because they're going to encounter things out there that they have to come back to you. And that is when they come back to the grace. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Your parents. You let your children be. They come and they say they want this, they want it, and you give them everything they want. And then when they fail, they come back and know you have them. Because you are the millionaire that is going to leave them with all the money. Amen? Amen. we got to be careful when we're casting out demons. Because we have to ask ourselves, is that person really free? Demons here are the things that come against us. All kinds of stuff. Sickness, disease. Do you really want to be free? You find that, has the, have you ever seen some people? They just like to, they're like hypochondriacs. They like the attention that comes from saying that they have a disease. They like the attention that comes. Everybody looking at them. So they're always the ones saying, I take this pill for that. I take this. 